Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body actually works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist. I'm very happy to have you here with me on this very chilly afternoon if you're in Alberta right now. It is cold, like not a little bit cold, like really cold, like teeth shattering cold, like I don't need to pay for cryotherapy cold because I can just go outside cold. Anyway, I hope you're all keeping well and warm and I really hope you enjoy this podcast episode. At the start of the year, I think this is a fitting topic to address before we go any further on our health or fat loss journey, because we need to understand some things around eating and eating enough. So hopefully this episode clarifies a few things and kind of sets you up a bit better for your journey. Before I go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please do consult your healthcare practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, so this week we're looking at what happens when you undereat. What are the signs of not eating enough? Why do people not eat enough? Or undereat or underfeed, as you may hear people say, or fast too much. And that's controversial in itself, isn't it? I suppose we'll start off with that because that is one thing that I push hard with my clients. Fasting although amazing in its own right, doesn't work for everyone, is not great for everyone, but also can be abused very, very easily. And I discuss this with my clients and warn them, I'll say warn them, I don't want to see you abusing fasting. Fasting is a tool for supporting health and getting us to where we want to be on our journey. It's not a tool for offsetting poor choices. So what I see will happen is maybe a client or someone will make some poor choices. Let's say today they maybe had a very stressful day and they binged or ate some foods that maybe were not aligned with their journey and the goals they have for themselves. So then tomorrow they will fast even longer to try make up for the damage or offset the damage. And instead of doing this maybe once, this is going, it becomes a cycle, it becomes a regular thing in their lifestyle. And now it's not so much of a case of offsetting um, poor choices or trying to compensate, it's more of a punishment. So you're punishing yourself for making those poor food choices. And when I say poor food choices, that's obviously going to depend on the individual and their their goals. But people 
will try punish themselves and I hate to see this because fasting is such a great tool um, we don't want to be abusing it in this way obviously we want to align everything so it works perfectly and we get the results that we want but I do understand stress happens tiredness happens right now it happens a lot more than ever actually for the last year it's happened a lot more than ever so I do understand but it still needs to be highlighted so some other reasons that people might undereat is obviously a very busy lifestyle and sometimes you do forget but more often than not I don't see people forget in that they just keep telling themselves oh I'm too busy to eat I'm too busy to eat I don't have time when really if they really wanted to they could stop for a few minutes and eat um so there is that unintentional under eating but then often often more so than not you can say it's unintentional but there is an awareness around it then sometimes trying to adhere to very restrictive diets as well can cause people to overeat. Um, and this could be, I mean, if you look at OMADs, so one meal a day, very popular, but very restrictive. And that can, of course, mess with the hormones and cause people to undereat. Um, and then, of course, there is someone who might under eat because they do have an eating disorder or there's people that do it without even realizing they're doing it so they're not busy they're not stressed they just don't realize they haven't had enough um and then we see of course those that do it when they're experiencing some sort of traumatic life event like a death of a close friend or a loved one um or maybe they're under eating because of depression or other mental health conditions um so there are all these different variables but I'm going to stick to what I more commonly see. I more commonly see people under eating because one, they tell me they're too busy. But while they're telling me they're too busy to eat, it's like lunchtime and they're aware. So they could make the food choices. They could stop and have something. So there is an awareness. Um, then there are people who are trying to... Um, speed up their results shall we say they think that if they under eat that they're going to see better results at the end of the week or maybe if they pull back on a few meals they're going to see better results at the end of the week now don't get me wrong that can help some people it can work for some people but there obviously needs to be guidelines that are adhered to for that and an understanding of an individual's lifestyle and metabolism and we are all individuals so that's not going to work for everyone at all and then there are the people that abuse the fasting so back to the fasting even if they haven't say binged the day before they just will think if i don't eat for longer but they'll put the title fasting on it if i fast for longer then i'm going to see better results at the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever it is so there's all these different scenarios 
But here's the thing, a lot of people don't realize that actually there are side effects to undereating. There are a lot of negatives associated with undereating. Again, they're not going to be for everyone, but they will be for a lot of people. It does depend on the individual and their lifestyle and their metabolic rate and their current body fat composition and all of that. But a lot of people are going to experience some negatives if they consistently undereat. Um, so I made a list today for my master's guide for my clients in there or my students in there. It was a list of 25. Now, some of them are common knowledge. You're like, yeah, if I undereat, obviously I'm going to have low energy or um, maybe I'm not going to feel so good. But I'm going to go through them, go through the list of 25. I'm going to list them, but I'll go into a few in depth just to clarify. Not all of them, just a few of them. But here is the list of 25 that I put together of what happens when you don't eat enough. So you're under eating. So we get muscle and tissue catabolism. That's number one. Weakened bones and teeth. So you're going to get frailty. You can see teeth that break easily, bones that break easily. We see hormone imbalances. We see increased cravings, and I'm going to come back to this one. You've got your fatigue and your low energy. Irritability is next. So common. Irritability is so common, especially in women that undereat. Number seven, reduced resiliency to stress. Eight, hair loss. Nine, skin issues. Ten, anemia. Then malnutrition. Then we see irregular menstrual cycle, inability to lose weight. Now that's a bit contradictory, isn't it? If you're under eating, shouldn't you be losing weight? Well, we've got that inability to lose weight and that goes hand in hand with our malnutrition and our hormone issues. Um, number 14, brain fog and poor cognitive performance. Number 15, poor sleep. Um, that includes insomnia, waking multiple times throughout the night, uh, not getting into deep sleep, not getting into that restorative REM sleep. Number 16, inability to detoxify properly. So that can be your organs having issues, getting enough energy up to function properly, but it also can include constipation as well. Uh, number 17, thyroid problems. 18, slower metabolism. 19, poor circulation. Not many people would think that that's going to be impacted, but it definitely for sure is. 20, a compromised immune system. Yes, you compromise and weaken your immune system when you don't give your body the amount of nutrients and minerals and amino acids and everything that it needs to be optimal. 21, lack of motivation. 22, increased feelings of depression and anxiety. 23, loss of libido or sex drive. This is so common. 24, infertility. This will happen in both men and women, so not just women. And 25, constantly feeling cold. 
So I'll stick with constantly feeling cold right now because when you undereat, you do not have enough fuel going into your internal furnace to create heat. So one, when we eat, the process of digesting in itself it acts like a furnace. It creates energy. So the same way when we exercise, we create energy. When you digest, when the body is doing something, it creates energy. Also, when you're not eating enough and the body maybe dips into that survival state, it's going to pull all the blood away from your extremities towards your major organs to keep you alive. And this is where we'll also see that brain fog and poor cognitive performance as well. If your body feels like it's in survival mode, then it's not going to give enough energy to your brain for you to perform important tasks or mathematical skills or your finances or whatever. It's going to pull as much energy as it can to your survival organs because it thinks that you're in a state of survival. Um, when we go back up the list there, hormone imbalances is so common in women. We need optimal levels of micronutrients, macronutrients, minerals, essential amino acids, water, proteins. We need all of this to create hormones and to have them run through our body properly. That also includes that vitamin D. Not only the supplement, but sunshine as well plays a huge part in getting our hormones running at the right times in the right ways. Um, and then we've got our essential fatty acids are so important. Essential fatty acids are used to make cholesterol, which is used to make our sex hormones. So if you're not eating enough essential fatty acids, you're going to see major hormonal imbalances. And then that also will affect your insulin and your blood sugars. So will that survival mode. And this is where you're going to see increased cravings happen. So for people who don't eat their proper meals during the day, we generally see increased cravings in the evenings. Usually carbs, sugar, chips, crisps, all that sort of stuff. Because when you don't eat enough during the day, Obviously, you're going to start running low on energy in the evening. You're going to start feeling stressed and fatigued as the day goes on because you're not fueling your body properly. As that happens, then you start eating, but then you can't stop eating. Your body wants to retrieve that energy that it didn't get during the day. So it keeps you going, going, going. And you know internally, I shouldn't be doing this, but there's a little voice inside your head that's stronger than your goodwill that basically says, it's fine, just do it, will fast longer tomorrow. So I know you've heard that before. Then as you haven't ate throughout the day, and maybe you did have a stressful day, maybe you didn't. As you get tired and you still have a few hours left in the day, you have to get kids to bed, do the dishes, do the taxes, whatever it is. You then are elevating your cortisol. Cortisol has a direct impact on cravings and blood sugar levels. So you will crave more carbs again. If you push through this, if you push through the cravings, 
and the low blood sugars and your like super strong willpower and discipline that's all great except you may then not sleep at all throughout the night because you're hungry which is going to impact adrenaline and again our cortisol also if you're hungry you maybe didn't have enough carbs during the day when you should have to create serotonin serotonin being a precursor to melatonin melatonin then being that hormone that is needed to get you into deep quality sleep so you messed up that um not only circadian rhythm but that hormonal cycle as well so there's a lot of stuff that happens you're not getting into your deep sleep you wake up the next morning you feel rubbish you grab the coffee to get more energy then the coffee causes another um responsive cortisol because you're already stressed you get even more cortisol then you get the insulin then you get the low blood sugars then you get more cravings and you could see how the cycle you just keep getting caught in this cycle along then with all this tiredness and the malnutrition you start to experience anemia so then you get even more tiredness now your hair starts falling out you get skin issues now you're getting a regular menstrual cycle as well um, then we start to see as this continues to be a stress on your body and you're not giving your body the proper nutrients that it needs now the adrenals get affected once the adrenals get affected now your metabolism slows down and your thyroid slows down your inflammation increases your digestive system slows down everything slows down except the cortisol and the insulin and the inflammation and it's just a big mess and then you have a lack of motivation you couldn't be bothered let's just leave it you're stuck in that cycle so there's it's not a case of oh I'm just going to fast all day every day and have one meal at the end of the day and whatnot and I'm going to get my results better no because there's this big cascade of events that happen it's very important that you give your body proper nutrition and if you are going to skip a meal here or there or you want to kind of speed up your results or something like that it's so important that you work with a health professional someone that understands the body how the hormonal system works the biochemistry but also someone that knows your individual story and can say yay nay i know you had a very nutritious meal for breakfast you're not too hungry for dinner okay i'm comfortable with you skipping dinner today or maybe if you skip dinner you might just have a cup of bone broth like you need to work with someone you can't just be doing it willy-nilly yourself as they say there's also that that thing i see a lot with new clients who have dabbled in fasting or who have always been somewhat conscious of their food choices and we're looking for results but never got results because maybe the food combinations and timing weren't correct for hormonal cycles and stuff um and they're maybe used to eating two meals a day but they're they're quite overweight and then i asked them well i really want you to eat three meals and they're slightly reluctant but generally people will do what i say in the beginning because they trust me 
and now all of a sudden they're eating three meals a day in the correct combinations at the correct time and their weight is just falling off. Hold on, how is that? I was only eating one or two meals before you and I kept gaining weight. So you can see this reinforces the idea of you have to provide your body with proper nutrition. When you do that, you're going to sync up or rebalance any hormonal issues. You will help stave off cravings. Then your body will start to produce energy properly. Then you're going to get that motivation, of course, to move and do exercise. We'll see your metabolism start to speed up now as your body starts to feel safe and it's getting everything it needs to be optimal. Um, and then we start to see that the weight falls off. You feel wonderful all because you're eating more. One thing my clients forget a lot is when you don't eat enough and if you're rushing around a lot and you do have a busy lifestyle and you're maybe picking, as there was a saying in Ireland, like you um, pick like a bird. So you're just picking up bits of food across the day, but not actually giving your body enough substantial nutrition or calories to maintain good tissue quality and health, including muscles. So you struggle to put on muscle, but then you also go catabolic. So your body starts to eat itself. And we know this is one of the worst things to happen, especially as we get older, not just for men, but also very much so for women. If you want to keep a beautiful, strong, healthy looking, lean, somewhat slim body as you get older, muscle should be a top priority for you. And if you're not eating enough and you're picking like a bird and you're running around all day, every day, you are going to go catabolic and you're going to eat whatever muscle that you have on your body, therefore slowing down your metabolism even more, making it even harder to lose weight. So even if the scales doesn't move and you know you've been eating somewhat like a bird or even off track or whatever, but the scales hasn't changed, but I look different and I feel a bit more flabbier or softer, yeah, chances are you have got rid of a lot of muscle and the scales hasn't changed because in the place of the muscle you've put on body fat instead. This is something so important. When we have good muscle mass, we're also going to be more insulin sensitive. We're going to be more sensitive to putting glucose where it needs to be. We're going to have a lot more energy because muscle tissue contains a lot more mitochondria. Mitochondria being our energy powerhouses we also then are going to have um, a faster metabolism because even when we're not exercising muscle still requires a lot of energy to sustain itself but also muscle is a big part in our immune system and then immune system being a big part of our lifestyle lately but the more muscle you have 
the stronger the immune system you have. And there have been studies, there was a study done out of Germany on this a couple of years ago that showed, I'll find it if anyone wants to just reach out to me, I don't have it on hand, but it showed that the more muscle mass you had, the better your immune system was going to be. Um, and that was regardless of body fat composition, that was just muscle mass. Um, then there's when we look at that lack of motivation, when you have muscle and you feel strong and empowered, that motivates you even more to continue on your journey in a strong way. But it also then boosts your confidence too. And the more confident you feel, the more you'll see that your sex drive or libido will increase. Then you'll want to improve yourself even more. The more confident you feel, the more strong you feel, the more enabled, the healthier you feel, the more resiliency you also have to stress on that level. But also when you give your body good nutrition and everything it needs, you also are going to be producing those hormones that support the adrenals, the central nervous system, the brain during times of extreme stress. This is all very, very important. So if you're not eating a balanced diet and that I hate to say that it's such a cliche word because it's like everything in balance well no not everything in balance you wouldn't have cocaine in balance like um everything in balance in that you, you need to provide your body with what it needs your individual body what you see is optimal for your body and that brings us back to you need to work with a health professional someone that's going to tell you yay or nay or you should or you shouldn't do this um so there's a lot around under eating and why it happens but even more to the side effects of why it happens um, and I mentioned the reproductive issues, infertility, hair loss, your hair. Here's the thing, and I get asked about hair all the time. Your body works in a state of triage. So basically that means whatever nutrients you consume, they're going to get shuttled to the most important areas first for your survival, your heart tissues, your lungs, your brains, your muscle, bone marrow. That's where the nutrients go first. If there's any nutrition left, it's it'll go to your hair. But if there's not enough nutrition there, if the nutrients aren't good enough, if the quality isn't there, if the amount isn't there, then there's going to be nothing going to those hair follicles at all. So this is why we'll see a lot of hair loss. So it's not just that connection between a slower thyroid, it's you're not giving your hair follicles enough nutrients to grow and hold on to strong hair. Um, so that's back to that more so malnutrition and under eating aspect of things. And then to wrap this up, because I don't want to go on about it too long, but depression and anxiety, that comes back to these hormones for one of if you're not providing your body with the nutrients it needs to function optimally, that also includes your brain cells, um, how we perceive events, our moods, our resiliency to stress, like I said, our resiliency to life. But also, if we look at that constipation aspect of things, when we are constipated, 
we are recirculating a lot of toxins and inflammatory molecules and hormones back into the body that has a direct impact on our mood and our brain. The majority of our serotonin is actually made in our gut. So if your gut is filled with waste that's putrefying and fermenting and recirculating into your body, you're going to have those feel-good hormones totally thrown off altogether and then if you're not eating those carbs that you need to produce serotonin you're of course going to feel sadder and downer and more hopeless it's all very much intertwined and connected and this is why i always say i don't like to specialize in one thing i don't like to just look at one area of the body if somebody comes to me and they say they have gut issues or thyroid issues. I'm not only focusing on that one thing. I'm focusing on the whole body as a system and optimizing their whole system, their whole lifestyle, everything around it. And this is part of biohacking is we're not just looking at the nutrition and the water aspect. We're looking at their routines. What's their lifestyle like? How are they sleeping? How are they pooping? What are their supplements? What kind of lighting do they use in their house? Are they exposed to blue light in the evenings? Are they exposed to a lot of perfume or chemicals? There's a lot to be considered. So my best tips to address this, apart from working with a health professional, is one, don't abuse fasting. You're only kidding yourself. You're not kidding me or any health professional. Um, make sure that you're getting enough protein throughout the day because protein is not only satiating, but those amino acids are very important for the hormonal cycle and the neuroprotective um, qualities that we need for our brains and to make sure that everything is working right make sure you do have some carbohydrates because you're going to need them make sure you're giving your body enough fuel that it needs to give you energy and keep you motivated at the very least at the very very least you should have two large meals that are very nutritionally dense but generally i recommend my clients have three meals a day unless i approve of them to have less and i know that sounds very dictatorish of me but i only want the best for my clients so they trust me so they know if i say yes it's fine if i say no they really shouldn't do it um and then um really focus on that sleep i suppose that's probably the biggest thing because if your sleep is off then your cravings and your blood sugars are going to be off Therefore, maybe you'll binge, then maybe the next day you'll try offset it with extra fasting or you might exercise harder to burn off the calories, which that doesn't work, by the way. Um, but then you mess up your sleep and your stress hormones. And I mean, uh, just do it right. Just do it right. I promise you, if you do it right, it will work um so don't be trying to under eat or offset or fast longer um make up for any mistakes that have been made or even make excuses if you know that you're under eating or that you should eat now but you can't because you're driving there's always a way you can there's always a way you can um i don't mean this podcast to sound 
um, very tough lovish, but that's the way it's gone. And sometimes we need a bit of tough love. Sometimes we need that kick up the ass and to be told, hey, you need to stop this. Like, just stop and just do what you're told or do it right. So sometimes we do need that. Sometimes I need that. Um, and I know everyone will appreciate that bit of tough love now and then, especially in these times where it's very easy to get complacent and come up with excuses. We give ourselves lots of excuses. In the beginning of this whole pandemic stuff, I understood a month or two in, we didn't know if we were going left or right, but come on, now we're almost a year in. No more excuses. We know some stuff is out of our control and some stuff like what we put in our mouth is definitely in our control. There is always going to be instances where life happens unexpectedly, unexpectedly. I get that. There is. Um, and when those days happen, they happen. But hopefully they're once in the blue moon. And the rest of the time you have a lot more awareness around your choices. And if you don't, if you struggle, ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at this. I really just wanted to highlight the negatives of under eating. Because we need to be aware. Like I said, we need that kick up the ass. And I know a few of my clients were eagerly waiting for this episode. So I hope it really does give them that kick up the ass. Um, and they know it's from a place of love and I care. Otherwise, enjoy your day. Stay warm, stay safe. If you have any episodes or topics you would like me to cover, uh, send them my way. You can reach out to me on Facebook or through my website, shemainsmodelhealth.com. Also Instagram. Um, or even here, your platform, you can always leave me a review or a comment. But I will chat to you guys soon. So stay safe, stay warm, and bye-bye.